So, welcome uh, to uh, the second series of As It Occurs To Me. Oh, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. But well done. Uh, Pavlov's dogs. Um, what is happening uh, on this season is that uh, I will be coming out, as I have none, that has happened already. Don't want to spoil anyone's surprise. Here I am. Uh, and doing uh, some, uh, probably stand-up or blathering on for a bit first. That won't be, you won't even be on the internet, this. Mainly because it'll be rubbish. <laughs> but then I shouldn't say, because I've, I've seen the script for the second half. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, so it gives you some extra value. Thank you for coming. It's great to see so many of you. Thank you very much indeed for coming down. This is about twice as many people who came to the first of the first series. So by that logic, there should be 800 people for the last show. <laughs> <laughs> which would be great so uh, thank you very much so this, it, kind of this, this series sort of depends on um, you coming down and seeing it and then obviously it's going out for, for, for free uh, on the internet to all the lazy idiots or intelligent people we, we can't <laughs> I'll tell you what why don't I insult you and be nice to them when they can't hear me so um <laughs> but uh, so it is it's terrific to see you but the idea is I'm going to come and do some bit I'm working up a new show I'm not doing it well it's an old show uh, but I'm rewriting it called uh, Christ on a Bike uh, the second coming um which uh, I, ha I can't remember any of the stuff from, and I'm not doing any of it tonight, uh, but I'm going to rewrite that. Uh, it's quite good. That last year I did a show about Hitler, and this year I'm doing a show about Jesus. I've I I realised my, um, my target demographic is Pope Benedict. That is what I'm... <laughs> I'm hoping to see him in... I've done everything I can. All I've got to do next year is one about protecting paedophiles. And I've, I've got... <laughs> I've gone, that'd probably be the first line of the show now. So uh, thank you. So that is a kind of preview of Christ on a Bike. Uh, and so I'm just going to sort of blather on, have a chat with you and see what happens. And then we'll have an interval and you can have some more drink. Because I think what this audience needs is more alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah, so they will shout out more rubbish. Uh, and uh, but, uh, they will, So we won't see the rest of the cast until uh, the, the second half, which will be... Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know when that will be. Depends how long I go on. So um, hello, welcome, sir, front and centre. What, what team are you supporting here with this <laughs> red, yellow, green and blue? Just all bases covered there in a charming rugby style shirt. Uh, good to see. What's your name, sir? Adrian. Adrian. Well, that's a perfectly good name. Don't say it in speech marks. Um, <laughs> unless it's not your name. And what, what do you do for a living? TV stuff. You do TV stuff? Can I, I just want to be on TV. Get me on. <laughs> what? Rip, repairing TVs, is it? What? Who do you work for? Called Axon. Axon? They make detergent, don't they? <laughs> they do. <laughs> what's, your, what's your most favorite, fa famous programme you make at Axon? The uh, clearly not made up TV. <laughs> yeah, is he, is, this is what he's told you. Yeah, I work for a t TV company. It's a Axon. That's, I'm a superhero. Please go out with me. What's the most favorite, what's the most famous, uh, highly viewed figure wise TV show? Yeah. Have I got news for you? My goodness. That's pretty good. I thought it'd be something shit. <laughs> did, did you get me on? Have I got news for you? Is it down to you, Adrian? Did you go in and go... It's no, no, it's definitely not me. I said don't have him on. Let's keep him a secret. He's, he's really good. He's good enough to do it. But let's keep him a secret. That's what I love about my fans. Let's keep him a secret. Don't tell anyone. He's really brilliant. Don't tell anyone about it. Well, lovely to have you along, Adrian. Uh, there's some familiar faces here, I don't know. So this fellow wearing a hat, you look quite cool. What's, going, what's your name? Phil, what, how come you're cool and you've come? Look at Adrian, this is what you're meant to look like. Why, why, have, you, why, why have you come to the, see this? Uh, I'm 
You've been watching me for years. Oh, fuck. It turns out it's funny, isn't it? It's always, if I thought it were you saying that, but it's the cool bloke. It's all right, it's all right. You can stalk me, I don't mind. You can bum me, mate. You should just, uh, you don't have to buy me a drink. That's all you had to do. You don't have to follow me around. Uh, do you have a job, Phil? No. That's incredible. Well, you're just a gigolo. You are, you're a male. You've paid for him to come out this evening and you're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> she's what? She has paid for it. The, t the tickets, eh? Yeah. Um, good. And what sort of, and, and she, what is your name? Bryony. Bryony, that's very nice. You're quite well-spoken. You had a bit of rough with Phil going on here. That's nice to see. What do you do, Bryony, to earn all this money to come and spend 20 pounds on tickets? You're a care worker. You're a care worker. Is, it, is that, is he? It's, it's nice to, you won't say anything. It's good to have you here, Phil. I hope you'll enjoy it. Some, there's some good stuff. You'll like it. So, um, so uh, it's kind of weird. Loads of stuff's been happening this week, which is kind of weird for the... Uh, it's kind of, uh, usually I, um, I kind of struggle a bit with the writing these, and I feel, a slight, I feel slightly nervous because it was quite easy to write this show, which suggests to me it's probably going to be shit. Because all, all the other ones I've struggled over, I thought, what the fuck am I This one just kind of came together uh, quite quickly. But like, there was loads of stuff I couldn't, um, I couldn't put in. I've been, um, I've been, my book came out. I don't know if has anyone bought my book, How Not To Grow Up? Yeah, not enough people in the audience have bought that. It's only six pounds on Amazon. No, pull your finger out. Uh, I might be allowed to get another one. We're going to mention it in that in the show for sure. But uh, I've, been, uh, I've been touring around the, the country this week, uh, kind of doing readings. I've been... Uh, uh, we, we, I went to the Sony Awards, we'll talk about that more uh, later in the show, that is in the show, but we'll find out, no, no clues as to what happened. Uh, and uh, look at my delighted face. Uh, so, um, and I've been up to uh, Leeds and uh, Liverpool and Birmingham and, uh, and, and down to Foy in Cornwall this weekend. Yeah, some Foy fans in, fans of literature or just small kind of uh, pirate kind of coastal Cornish villages. Oh, it's good, it's good down there. I don't like Foy because I, I thought it was called Fowie and I was, luckily I heard someone else say it out loud before I went on stage. They said, oh, Fowie. Um, I, don't, I hate that when people spell something the wrong... That's not on, is it? They can't spell it Fowie and then go, oh, but it's pronounced Foy. It's fucking just trying to trick people. They're trying to get... There's very, very, there was lots of very nice... Um, the average audience, uh, the, the, the age was about 35 years higher than any audience I've played in average. So there was a lot of uh, uh, quite, you know, respectable sort of 78-year-old women who didn't really go for the wank joke so much as uh, my usual. And I talked about, so there's a bit in the right beginning of the book where I talk about um, one of my first jobs was... Um, Right, I wrote the, the, one of the first things I did in London. I came to London in 1989 and uh, shared a flat with Stuart Lee and some other people kind of hoping to make it big in the city. I don't know what happened to him, but we, we've gone on, the rest of us have gone on to be quite successful. And um, he, uh, uh, I worked at, uh, at British Telecom. I wrote the phone directory. In 1989, I wrote the phone directory for West London. It was, the it was my first book in many ways, sir. And it's, to say I wrote it is a bit of an exaggeration. I didn't, I didn't sort of sit down and go, uh, Aaron Aardvark one. A R Street. Uh, I uh, I just had to copy down people's names and addresses into a computer. It was quite a boring job, and I spent most of my time there, uh, which was only about four or five weeks. I um I was I spent a lot of time on the X directory uh, computer, uh, looking up uh, the names of looking up rude names basically to see 
if you could find why people had uh, chosen not to be in the phone book. And, uh, and this is in the right, the first page of my book. And then the, the, my favourite two that lived in West London in 1989 uh, are genuinely are a man called Mr. Cunto. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm presuming Mr. Cunto was from another land. That's, I'm, I don't think that's a racist thing to say. I'm assuming, I think this is a fair thing to say, that he lived somewhere else, he was born somewhere else, then came to Britain and unaware maybe when he arrived. <laughs> but you know, if I came, when I went to a country and said, hello, my name's Mr. Herring, uh, and then someone, oh, what? well, in our language, herring means vagina, like but the worst, rudest word you can say, for, but not just that, it's like if the word for vagina had been made into a cheeky nickname for an Australian. <laughs> I would probably go, I'll, I'll just change that. I'll change that to something else. I'll, I'll just call myself Mr. Canto or something like that. That's what. But so he just what he chose to do to get over it was to go X directory. <laughs> uh, my uh, my favourite one though, uh, <laughs> genuinely was there was quite a few people with this surname, but this was just the perfect uh, job title uh, for it. it was Doctor Wank, uh, which <laughs> sounds like a kind of pornographic James Bond villain. That's why I got. <laughs> So, uh, I, and in that phone book, um, I, uh, my proudest achievement, again, this is mentioned in, in How Not To Grow Up, but uh, I, uh, I, Stuart, it was Stuart, the phone book was in Stuart Lee's uh, name at the time when we lived there. And I, I managed to change Stuart Lee's name in the West London 1990 phone book from Stuart Lee to Stuart Wee, which, um, <laughs> and I got in. I, you know, if I'd known it was going to get in, I'd have put Poo Art Wee. But, uh, <laughs> or even poo fart we maybe, you know, I just didn't want to push it too far. And so that got through and we were kind of hoping, I mean, I sort of, I told him it was there and we were kind of hoping that someone would, um, like a little teenage kid would ring up and go, hello, is Mr. Wee there, please? And then she would go, well, no, actually my name's Mr. Lee, Stuart Lee. We changed that deliberately in the phone book to trick someone like you. And so they'd ring up and say, hey, it's Mr. Wee then, there is no Mr. Wee here. So the joke's on you. <laughs> But uh, it didn't happen. But one about six months later, someone did ring up and said, is Mr. Wee there? And I was like, Stu, guy, answer the phone. I said, Stu, Stu, it's fine, it's happened. There's someone for Mr. Wee. Uh, and um, it, was, um, it was someone trying to sell orthopedic mattresses. Uh, they obviously were working their way through the phone book and they'd got to Mr. Wee and thought, they, it's all right, that's a normal name. Uh, and... Um, uh, and Stuart kind of listened to the pitch and said, that sounds great, these mattresses sound fantastic. The problem is that I am incontinent, so um, <laughs> I have to have my mattresses specially made for me as waterproof, so... I, <laughs> and the kind of person kind of went, oh, I'm sorry, and kind of hung up. But the, that person probably has a story they tell at dinner parties. So, uh, the day they rang up Mr. Wee, who was incontinent. So if you ever hear that story from the other side, do... Make sure you go to them. Well, actually, no, his name was Stuart Lee. He changed his name as a joke, so the joke's on you. So stop dining out on your... <laughs> I didn't know I was going to tell that story, but anyway, that was, uh, that's what happened in Fowey. That didn't make it uh, to the... Although I was worried I was going to get stuck in Fowey, which we do discuss because of the ash cloud. I've been very, been very lucky with the ash cloud. Uh, actually, I, was going, I went to Rome just, just as the ash cloud disappeared, managed to get back, and then we just got back as they were shutting down airspace. Uh, the, today's show was nearly... I mean, it nearly did. I nearly didn't get back in time because, of course, I had to fly back from Cornwall. There was no other way back. 
<laughs> so it's lucky that I'm here. Uh, and uh, but lots of things happened this week. I mean, and and, and in the time since um, we've done AI Ottoman. Well done. Uh, so uh, uh, my, I think one of my favourite things that's happened um, in the interim that I wish we were doing the show that week was I, I did, uh, as you may know, I've been doing a show called Hitler Moustache, uh, which is now finished. I did the last one this week uh, in, up in Liverpool. Uh, we, I, I, had, I actually grew a toothbrush moustache. I was trying to reclaim the toothbrush moustache for comedy because uh, Charlie Chaplin had it first, then Hitler came along, kind of ruined it for everyone. <laughs> Probably the worst thing he ever did. But um, I... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, what was I going to talk about oh yeah so I went to do um, I went to just a couple of weeks ago I went to the British Library which was weird because the British they, the British Library is mentioned in the show it's often where I, I often go and work and, and they were doing a film they were doing a showing of The Great Dictator the, with Charlie Chapfield which is also mentioned in the show which is obviously why they asked me to do it because of, of the fact that he, he used the, uh, the moustache to satirise Hitler and that's what I discussed um, in the, in the show, if you saw that, if you didn't, it's coming out on DVD in October. Uh, so <laughs> got to keep plugging. I give a lot away for nothing. I know you've paid to come here, so I know. Shouldn't be bad doing this to you. But, it's, um, <laughs> but uh, so I was asked to go and do like a 15 minute introduction to, uh, to the film, just uh, using, you know, just from my perspective as a comedian and about the moustache. So I went along and it's kind of a Friday evening and um, uh, it was quite, again, it was quite an elderly audience. It was, uh, there was, a, it was like the British Library and I don't know if anyone goes and works there, but there's a lot of kind of slightly eccentric people who go and choose to hang around in the British, sort of intellectual people, quite a lot of old people. And again, it wasn't my typical audience. It was kind of, you know, it was about a third full, which is more typical, but it, they, were, they were kind of uh, got a lot older. And I think I realised pretty quickly before I went on, they haven't really come to see my discussion of the film they've they've come to see the film i was meant to do 15 minutes thought maybe i'll just do 10 minutes and you know that'll be fine i mean we're in the british library it'll be fine but i actually got heckled by one of the i got heckled by a woman who i estimate was at least 85 years old and possibly in her 90s which i i've never encountered and it was in the british library as well so it was kind of a double difficult thing because i wasn't in a comedy club i couldn't just go ah oh, fuck off you old bitch um i had to not yet. I had to have some, some kind of decorum. So I've got about, honestly, five. We was being filmed. I think this is going to be one of the extras on the DVD because my girlfriend was filming it on the, on the, on her iPhone. And because um, uh, I kind of suspected the guy had gone on to introduce me, and uh, this old couple, the, the the woman had shot. He got quite a long way, and he was just sort of slightly mumbling, but not really. And then we can't hear you. We can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> And then, because she was with this bloke who was a bit younger than her, but I presume was her boyfriend. It might have been a son, I don't know. They were old people. We went, you're holding your microphone too close to your face, or not close enough, or something. And just kind of, they were giving him mic technique advice. He was just a bloke from the British Library, on to introduce me. And I thought, there's going to be trouble. Let's film this. So, um... Uh, <laughs> uh, I got on, I did quite well. I got about five minutes uh, into what I was doing. When this old woman, she was... She was looking at you like this, just sort of grumpily all the time. Then she said, when's the film going to start? <laughs> I came to see the film and I was, so I was, I was conscious of having to be polite. And I said, well, you know, I'm sorry, I've been contracted to do this. I know it's annoying. I've been, I can understand your point of view. You know, I should probably go, but I have been asked to do this. If I was in a comedy club, you might be getting a bit of a different uh, vibe. <laughs> And I kind of a lot of things kind of occurred to me afterwards. A few of these things did occur to me at the time. Of course, all I should have said is, is the only response to a heckle in the British Library is shh. Um, I didn't think of that until two minutes later. But you know, I'm, I'm geared. Next time I'm playing a library, 
<laughs> I'm ready to go. And you know, it's kind of useless because like, you never get heckled by a kind of decrepit old woman either. So I came up with quite a, quite a lot of things. You know, I, I thought of saying at the time, which again, I was too polite to say at the time. Uh, I, I thought of saying, well, you know, I'm only on here for 15 minutes, but when you're your age, that could make all the difference. You might. It's quite a long film. You might not make it to the end, which I might have got away with. The thing I really wanted to say was, I'm a comedian, really, I should tear you a new arsehole, but uh, at the age of you, your doctor might have already done that for you. So um, that's the perfect put down if you ever get heckled by a 90-year-old woman, if that ever happens. It's great to have thought of it and then go, I can never use it ever. That will be... Maybe there'll be one more time in my life. And I, I can't quite remember it. So, uh, but actually, it's quite funny because she did... Um, she, she sort of quietened down, but I rushed through, which is a shame because I kind of thought I had some quite nice, interesting points to make. And, you know, it was literally a, a tiny short thing, but I kind of bumbled my way to the end and kind of was slightly thrown <laughs> by this. Uh, and she then had the audacity to come up to me uh, at the end and said, you like the sound of your own voice, don't you? <laughs> and I said, well, not really. I was, you know, I could say the same thing to you, but I, I was... The thing is, as I was booked to do a, a talk about the film, she said, well, I wanted to see the film. I didn't want to see you talk. I said, well, it was announced on all the, the flyers for the film that I would be here. I mean, you know, other people may, I don't want to, you know, I mean, you may be right, but other people may. And she kind of kept on going on at me. And I said, oh, shut up. You're a very rude old woman, is what I said. To, I wish I'd said to that. And she was quite surprised by that. So it's a good job I didn't say the other stuff I said to her. So, uh, <laughs> so that was that was quite a, a fun one. And um, oh, actually, we you know we we've got one uh, sound effect as you may know on uh, so far on the series. But some people have been kind of kindly. Um, two people independently have given me almost the same thing, which uh, which are some sound effects which we could you never know might end up using. I've seen one that we might use actually. Um, but there's it's like 16 sound effects on a on a thing. Let's see if there's a good one. Um, it went down well with Adrian there, but nearest, no, it was a fart, wasn't it? It was a fart. It was a farting, farting sound. That coming useful. Yeah, that could come. There's like a cash tool. There's a. This one's a more cartoony one that Dan Tetzel uh, got. Al, Al Murray can do that on his own. That's uh, you got to get him to do. Good fun. Oh, well, I thought that I thought they might go down better than my set, but <laughs> hey, I thought if I'm struggling, I'll just bring out the fart sound effects. If I know the intellectual level of my audience, but I forgot it's obviously got a more sophisticated crowd than just a simple fart for no reason. That is not gonna. gonna what's your name, sir? Here. What's your name? Russ. Russ. I, I just was attracted to your hairstyle. I was sticking up a bit. It's a mini Jedward there. Are they still popular? The Jedward? You following the? The Jedwood band there. Which one do you like? Do you like Jed or Word? <laughs> yeah. What do you do for a living? Uh, draw things. You draw things. <laughs> Cocks on condensation <laughs> in the window. <laughs> Mainly that. Mainly that. What do you, what, what's the best thing you? What's your favourite thing you've ever drawn? Uh, <laughs> I think that was a funny question. I thought that would go better. No, no. People going, yeah. What is that? What is the fan? What is your favourite? Shh. He's going to shh. He's about to say what the favourite thing is. Listen, don't laugh at the question. He's going, what, what, what is it? A monkey. A monkey? I like that. I, if I could draw, I'd draw a monkey. I would, I'd draw just its hindquarters. <laughs> do, you ever do, do you ever draw, like, are you a, a straight man or a gay man? I mean, yes. I'm assuming gay from the hair, but you're, you're with a lady. Is it you together? 
No. Are you a, are you a gay man? No. No. You're a straight man? Yeah. A, a maphrodite? An asexual? Sorry, that's not, not a sexual persuasion of maphrodites, and that is one of the things that the hermaphrodite population has to suffer, and I'm sorry to add to that. Um, do you ever just draw a pair of tits and look at it and go, ooh, yeah, do you? Yeah, could I do that? Uh, if I could, but I've got actually the products. I have no skill in that. That's why, if I could draw, that's the first thing I'd draw. Just go, like see some tits free. You would have had to see one pair of tits to be able to draw. But once you've seen one pair, you can just draw loads and loads. I have to work it. I have to actually talk to women and stuff and get them to take their clothes off for me. Ooh, that was too much information. I was like, what was your name? I forget. Russ, you did tell me that, yeah. Just went right over my head. I, got, I just was bored. But, uh, and there's the Reverend Peter Organ is in. Some people may, you know, he's yeah, they're popular. It's good when the fans start to get fans of their own. So I like just factions. I'm, uh, yes, I like, uh, the twins are over there as well from the, yeah, no, not as many fans as the Reverend Peter Organ. That's because they, they know you're twins, which is good value, but he has a surname which, it's like, it's as close to being Dr. Wank as you can get, isn't it? <laughs> Reverend Peter Organ, you're right, uh, your worship. <laughs> Is that the correct way of addressing you, your your holiness? You're from the good side. You're from like the Protestant lot, aren't you? Just to, just to get that. Just to, it's not, he hasn't touched any. He's married and everything. He hasn't touched any kids. He's one of the all right religious ones. Who's done it because he believes in God and stuff, not because he wants to see small boys' willies. And he can't draw, so he had, yeah. That's why they have to go into. Some of them have to go into that. You all right? You all right? Do you get into any trouble with your parishioners for coming to see my show? Do they know about it? They... Funnily enough, no, they don't. No, they don't. We must let them know what you're doing, because I think... I'm not sure it's right. Are you going to come and see Christ on a bike? You're right, it's good. It's a good, good show. Uh, it's, about, it's about Jesus. I don't know if he's, he's one of the main ones from Christianity. I don't know if you know... There's quite a lot of them. It's hard to remember all of them sometimes, but he's, I think he's one of the kind of important ones. He hated... My memory, he hated furniture, didn't he? He hated, he saw tables, he went, oh, get those tables out of here. Oh, why are people making tables? Why are just being, go on the floor like nature intended? Do the birds have tables? That's what he said. No, they do, some of them do. <laughs> Sometimes I'm accidentally quite funny. That is what's, it's good when you... <laughs> So good, so that's, um, that's some of that. The other, other things, that, I just had a really, I, this is a thing I wrote in the blog that I was gonna put in the show, but I think it's, it's too disgusting. And it just, it, there was enough kind of me prattling on, but um, there was, when I was, when I was going from um, Liverpool to Birmingham, I was sitting on a, a train, it was quite an empty train, and I, was just, I got a double seat, double seat, gotta get a double seat. Hey, old Ben Elton when he was funny. Uh, and, um, <laughs> And I was quite pleased, I was doing a bit of work, I was going to start writing some stuff, but then there was a guy, a young guy sitting next to me, uh, who I was like, listening to some music on his iPhone, but he just, um, he just had a really snotty nose, and rather than blowing his nose, he was literally going, <laughs> like, honestly, just really, I've now just done it a bit myself, and it's, but really, just like, like just disgusting, like, greedily snorting up his own phlegm, like it was some kind of home-produced cocaine. It was just like, no, 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 you know, no, you can't really turn something. It was really every two or three minutes, just, you know, it's just really disgusting. And it was making me feel like I am now, just like a little bit sick, because I was, you become aware of the little bit of phlegm at the back of your own throat, and you're imagining this reservoir of ectoplasm filling this, 
passage going, he must be, he must need to expectorate that quite soon. Uh, it's just making me happy. But he was, he was kind of, a, you know, I sort of started noticing. I'd actually, um, I'll get onto that, but he was, um, he was listening to some music that he, that every, every now and again, he would start singing along to as well. And I, I kind of thought for a second, maybe he's just like a slightly mentally ill man. And that, so we, that's okay. We can allow him to do, to betray the rules of society where you just don't openly clean your nose to, into your own throat without any embarrassment whatsoever. Uh, but he, he seemed to be fairly normal. But he was also reading um, a Mills and Boone book. I mean, he's like a 20, 26 year old man, quite big. I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna say anything because he looked like he could beat the shit out of me. I was, he was reading a Mills and Boone book in French. I mean, that is a kind of, like it wasn't romantic enough already for him. So I was kind of perturbed by this guy and I decided what I would do was someone on Twitter, I was tweeting about him and um, Someone uh, said, tweet us a photo of him, let's see what he looks like. Which then it becomes into an area of danger. I mean, it's already slightly dangerous, because you know, he might be on Twitter and he might be following me and going, and that's the bloke I... <laughs> Seems to be taking the piss out of me for singing Bollywood. It was like Bollywood song. I, as far as I he wasn't a very good singer, uh, but that's kind of annoying. Uh, but then like to take the photo, then someone could see that and go to him, hey, someone someone is tweeting about you and he's sitting right next to you. Or he could just see me taking a photo of him. And I wonder if, I wonder if anyone yet has been beaten up due to a twit pic or a, twi or a tweet where you start tweeting about someone you don't know. Because I was quite scared. I was, he wouldn't get out. I thought he was going to get out uh, in Wolverhampton where I, I thought he would be the most sophisticated man who would ever... <laughs> I said that. Some people from Wolverhampton were upset about that. And the thing is, I love Wolverhampton. But it is true. I mean, I only, I'm only rude about places that I really love and I really, really hate. But I, I, love, I, lo I love Wolverhampton like a pervert loves a dog's cock. That is, it's the same, it's the same kind of relationship. But he got off at Birmingham in the end, so that was, that was him. And in the, in the last few months, that, that could have been in this week's show, uh, but it isn't, which I think is a good thing. We don't want, there isn't a sound on here, I don't think. They need to make a new one with disgusting... <laughs> Uh, and it's awful though, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if I'm just getting old, because you know, I'm noticing horrible smells and some stuff about uh, that in the show as well. And I don't know if that's part of getting old. Is anyone other old people here who know you just start to get to... You're quite old. Do you... Um, no offence, but you fucking are. Uh, it's not offence, it's just true. Um, you're probably, you know, you're probably younger than I am. Uh, but, um, no, you're not. Uh, I was just being nice there at the end. Uh, you're probably as old as that woman who heckled me. Uh, you still look pretty tasty, I should shut up. So, um, do you get to the point now where you really notice kind of, I've, I've really noticed urine smells everywhere I go now, and, I, and then I start to worry to the extent that I worry it's me. That I notice so, suddenly it's become so constant. Have you noticed that? Do you get any no, no, noises, unpleasant noises get to you? Well, you're still young at heart, that's unlike me. You get grumpy. You get grumpy, yeah. What's your name? Nick. Nick, you seem like a nice man. You remind me a little bit of um, Chubby Brown when he's uh, in his when he's in norm when he's his normal self. Royston Vasey, I believe his name is. You know, there's a little bit of. Has anyone ever said that to you before? No. You seem very rude now. That just seems. Yeah, you know who you remind me of? The biggest cunt in England. That's, that's, that's who you remind me of. I hope that's not offensive to you. Just because he's quite softly spoken. You're not, I like you, Nick. I think you're a nice... I like you much more than the older fucking Russ over there. His hair, drawing women's breasts and wanking over them. It's disgusting. <laughs> Disgust me. But I have been promoting the book 
I'm doing quite well. That's half an hour. I mean, I could, I could pretty much get off now. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been promoting the book and as, as well, and it's kind of nice. It's sort of interesting because like, it's time taking me. I did a show. Uh, the, the book kind of is the starting point of the book, I suppose, called Oh Fuck, I'm 40, which was, was all about that, that year I turned 40. And that's what the book's about, this kind of... Um, you know, I kind of went a bit crazy. Some of you have read it and, and, and look at me with disgust now. Some of you still respect me and think I'm quite a nice person, but some of you have read the book. And now the people who haven't read the book are going, fuck, I've got to read this book. Well, see, what did he do? Did he, did he kill a boy? Just chapter 11 was, yeah, did it slightly turn you on? No, so I did it slightly get you going. It got you going, yeah, good, nice one. Chapter 11, what did you think, girls? You like chapter 11? Yeah, sweet. Twin, the twins are in a chapter 11. Uh, so, um, I should go to hell. Uh, but uh, I really, I will go to, can you, can you, you're allowed to absolve me, Reverend Peter. Can you, can you, do you have that power? Can you just go, you're all right. You're all right. All the stuff you've done, you killed that boy, it's all right, we... We forgive you. Um, so uh, I was going to do a nice bit of material from uh, Oh Fucking 40, which is kind of, you know, I, I kind of forget. Once I've got committed these things to the DVD, I kind of wipe them from, from my brain. Uh, but uh, because I've been doing this, I've kind of remembered. Because I think, like, getting to 40, um, I, I understood the phrase <coughs> over the hill for the first time. Because I think getting to 40 is very much like reaching the top of a hill. You, you spend your kind of whole life, the first part of your life, rushing, running to get to this, the top of this hill. You're just desperate to see what's over the other side, just not looking around, just focused on the top. You get to 40, finally you're at the top of that hill, you've got some perspective on life. You can see now, finally, what's over the other side, you can see back, look to where you've just come from. You look back, you see what, where you've just left behind. It's basically, it's a beautiful, bounteous valley full of vines and fruits and beautiful young people who want to make love with you and cavort with you. You've, you've left that behind you. You rush to get away from that. So you, if you can see the next, what's coming up for the next 40 years for the first time. Basically, on the other side of the hill, what you rush to see, it's an icy, rocky crevasse falling away very quickly to nothing, littered with the bodies of the dead and dying. So it's... So I think inevitably most of us go, can I just go back the way I came? You know, and just kind of amble up a bit more slowly, grope a couple of those young women. But they don't let you. They, they force you straight into a toboggan, send you shooting over the edge. You'll probably fall off straight away and die. Uh, you might manage to cling on till you get to the bottom where you'll die. <laughs> the only certainty is you're going to die very soon, along with all the other idiots who rushed to climb the hill, not realising it was the climb that was what it was all about. So, uh, but I think it is, it's kind of weird. I mean, I do, I've lived this kind of uh, student lifestyle, I guess, for a lot of my life, the second half of my life. And... Uh, uh, I think a lot of men my age probably might envy me with the existence. It's not as great as it seems, that kind of freedom to do. It was a bit sad. I think if you read the book, you'll kind of realise. I think when you're about 17 or 18, you think it's a good idea to go out and sleep with loads of different people. I think most of us get a bit old, a bit more mature, into our mid-twenties. We realise it's more satisfying to be in a long-term exclusive relationship with someone we have genuine feelings for that we cherish and love. Then we get a bit older, um, into our 30s, and we realise, no, no, I was right, first of all, but it's um, too late, you've got kids now, you'd have to divide up the CD collection, it's more trouble than it's worth. Best just, best just sit it out, wait for the blessed release of death. <laughs> so I might save the... Uh, I nearly went into the Mars bar there, but I think I might, might save that for another week. So that will fill up a lot of time. Uh, you have to come again, because I'm going to try and do, um, do different sort of stand-up every week. We'll, we'll have a chat with the audience every week, and then we'll, we'll hopefully we'll chat with you again in, in the actual podcast. So do be ready to think about that. We'll have a talk about that. I'm going to try and not do that 
that material. <laughs> Gonna try. <laughs> I feel we've seen it enough, that one. And <laughs> if there are people listening at home, that you should have, that's a, if I, I might put this out, because it's gone quite well. Just attempt, <laughs> just attempt people to go, this is what you could have, could have had. So how you doing girls? So you, you had a, is your birthday's come and gone? Yeah. Yeah, it's nearly your next birthday. Little way away. What do? Did you get any nice presents for you? Mostly cash. What do you give each other on your birthday? Say it's a big kiss and a less, slightly less. Just say that. Just say that. I just get it on the. It's an incest. Yeah, that's not so sexy when you put it like that. When you say what it is, that kind of ruins it. Do you, do you, are you kind of uh, telepathic and know what each other is doing all the time? Not really. Not really? But I can, I feel her pain sometimes. You feel her pain sometimes. Is she, is she, in, pain, is she in pain more than you, generally? Do you feel her pain ever? Uh, rarely. Rarely. So it's kind of one-sided. You're kind of telepathically shooting that pain. Go, oh, I've got a bit of pain. I know, I'll stick that out on the other one. I'll just, do you ever let the joy go over? No, it's just the pain. I'll telepath. That's a good. She hates. She obviously does. And which one is the evil one of the two of you? It's probably. It sounds like it is you. you. I donated money to your cause, so I'm probably better than her. You donated the money to the cause. Why didn't you don't donate any money to my cause? Because you're cheap. You're cheap. Does that make you good or evil? I don't know. We're over to our expert. Which one is evil? Is it more evil to make your twin feel pain or to not give money to charity? Which that's hard, isn't it? It's, do you need to get on the phone to the boss for that one there? That is quite a difficult one when it's not just, is it right or wrong to kill someone? That's kind of, you go, I think that, that is, let me just think that is wrong. That's, I could do that part of the job, but what, what is more evil? Stealing some money out of your mum's purse or kicking a dog? It's hard, it's hard to, what do you think? I think kicking a dog, it depends how hard, you, you have to go, how hard? Sorry, my child, how hard did you? <laughs> Uh, what kind of dog was it? Was it a little dog or a big dog? Was it a playful kick? How much money? Well, it's not really against, I don't is it in the Bible about stealing? Because stealing money out of your mum's purse is kind of all, you, would you go for hell to hell for that, do you think? I think it's all right, and it's, a, it's sort of, as long as it's just a small amount. I mean, I'm not talking about now. I don't steal, my, I don't go to my 73-year-old mum's house, went to Baxter and just dip into her purse. Go, oh, I'll take, I can reckon I can get 25p out of there. She'll never know. She'll go, I might go, oh, I thought there was more money in here than that. Well, only Richard's been here. I mean, he makes hundreds of thousands of pounds. Would he come around? Would he come around and steal 25p? It's quite a good crime. I could fuck with that. So what do you think? Was there, were there the purse or the kicking the dog, which is the worst? Just, can, we, can we have a rep? Kicking the dog is worse. Okay, we've got that sorted out now. That is... And what is worse, making your twin be evil or not giving to charity? What's the being... Uh, making your twin hurt, rather? Uh, probably making your twin hurt. Making your twin hurt is worse than not giving to charity. I think that's wrong. <laughs> Even if you just give one mite to charity... Hey, that's it. She, when, when she gets online tomorrow, she'll put some money into my account. If you two get online together, I'll put some money into your account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a disgrace. So, um, <laughs> I'm a disgrace. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's all just a kind of cra crazy character I play in the, the books. The book's mainly just made up. Uh, so, 
<laughs> so look, um, I think we've uh, had some fun. We've had uh, some fun here, but it's time for the fun to stop. <laughs> <laughs> And for the embarrassment to begin. So what we're going to do uh, is uh, you, you can go and load up with a couple more drinks and have a wee and then we're going to come back. It's quite a long show this time. I think it might top the hour this time. So make sure you're well weed. Make sure all the wee is out there. Chris, you're an older fella. So not Chris, I've got the nose. Is it Chris? Nick. They're so similar, those names. Uh, and uh, just make sure you go and then go now. And then wait till the end of the interval and go again. Because, you know, that's, I'm just talking from personal experience. Um, he really hates me. I think he might not be there when we come back. And I don't blame him. Uh, so, uh, and uh, we'll come back and then we'll, you know, we'll, I'll introduce you to the cast. And we'll have a bit of fun. And then we will do uh, the first series of the set, first show of the second series of AI Optima. Hey, you've been lovely. See you in about 15 minutes. Thank you very much. Thank you.